What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me again in the host spotlight. I feel like it's been a while. Maybe it hasn't been. Love him to death, Mark Francis. Here it is. Mark, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You Good. know, and every time I like to unpack the introduction, we do mm-hmm. this, and you said this time, each and every week, you gave added emphasis. It really is each and every week. We are here at it, and and I want to just give a shout out to all the people watching and listening because new people do approach me and say, thanks for saying that last week, you know, or mm. a couple weeks ago, there was, we were talking about Kids Week and all that. One of the, the leaders from Kids Week was like, I appreciate you saying X, Y, and Z about, you know, the announcements and stuff. And so people, you're watching, you're listening, I appreciate it. Mm. Hopefully it's meaningful because we're here to debrief the sermon Mm -hmm. yeah i've seen an uptick in that as well people have talked to me about the podcast i think it's because we've been doing old testament so they they're getting a lot more questions about it they're like oh okay let's see if that comes up in there and then and then you or i will get feed why didn't you ask him this why didn't you ask him like man you can ask (laughs) i've got got one of those today so hold your horses uh he's back with us uh you see him you're about to hear him mark carey mark how you doing my friend do well good yeah good guys let's jump into a sunday in review uh we finished the book of ruth isn't that exciting? Yeah. Uh, another series has come and gone. Um, pretty crazy. So, Mark Francis, I'm going to come your way worse. We'll un- unpack the scripture. Mark, I'll come your way and see what see what we can glean. Yeah, I mean, it is the last the last week of the series and of the book of Ruth, and the story mm-hmm. brings to a conclusion where it's obvious of this pointing to a redeemer mm-hmm. down the road. There's this obvious. Um, foreshadowing that when we look at the Bible as a whole, we can see that happening. But it's neat to know that um, we can look to a small little book in the Old Testament like this and know that this story is more than whispering the name of God. It is shouting God's name. And we can see the big the big themes that we can unpack today. The sovereignty of God has been coming through loud and clear in this series, which then means he is one to be trusted. And mm-hmm. he has... Uh, created a game plan to redeem and save us. Just like God created a game plan to redeem and save Ruth in that Old Testament suffering and Naomi and and have that kinsman redeemer, which we can break down, that is coming through in this just this four-chapter book of the Old Testament. Ruth chapter cool. four is what we've been waiting for. Like yeah. it's just to get there and yeah. to hear it is, is so cool. And to, to think about where we held off on some Sundays and, and stewing in it and really wondering what in the world's going to happen to just be reminded of the way God is sovereign and working through it all. is, is Yeah. Really and cool. to see it very relevant now and today, you know, I think we've asked mm-hmm. you this Mark, but like why I think going back to that first sermon of looking back at that last verse of the book of Judges of, you know, everyone is doing right in their own eyes. I think that really speaks to the relevancy of the book today. And is, was that kind of, again, did you get what you hoped for out of this sermon series and, and the cultural relevancy of today and a greater appreciation of the sovereignty of God? I mean, I hope so. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, what the Holy Spirit uh, uh, jiggled in people's hearts and minds. Uh, all we can do is, you know, lay out the truth, uh, be accurate to the text. Of course, narrative. You know, the you have to ask yourself, okay, what? It's a story. What? Mm. Who, we don't know the author. Could have been Samuel or, or 
you know, what what was their purpose? What was that mm. author's intent in mm. including the story? Mm. Well, clearly it was to point to this, this coming of King David and the genealogical roots, but still, but why this story? And they uh, wouldn't have really known that, even the writer of this book. What you're saying is is a little unknown. The the writer of the no, book I'm of Ruth. I'm well. The, obviously, the writer who wrote this was at the time of David or afterwards. Right, but wouldn't have really known of the Messiah of Jesus. Oh no, the the, yeah, the, the long of that long term picture mm-hmm. redemption other process. Than, other uh, other than well, de- depends how astute he was biblically, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you've got your first anticipation of a messiah in genesis, genesis. chapter 3 yeah. in verse 15 so all through there but moses said in deuteronomy 18 one a prophet like me is coming mm-hmm. and so there the abrahamic covenant uh, in you abraham all the families of the earth are going to be blessed through your seed mm-hmm. there, there's all these uh, anticipatory uh, mm-hmm. passages uh but the primary intent i think was to point that of the coming king david and, if, and it, i don't know if it if he wrote to validate i don't why would mm. writing a story about a moabite mm. widow validate king david it's clearly to validate god and mm. his sovereign purposes of using um sin and disobedience at a time of darkness mm. that that if when if we think that God is somehow um, uh, uncertain about the future, <laughs> the, 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 the God who, and as open theism, the heresy of open theism would teach that, you know, the, that he's a God who will, will change and adapt, the adaptable God. Uh, no, no, he, he, what Ruth is teaching us is that in the time when there was no king in Israel, and that even when a boy is named Elimelech, my God is king and doesn't live it out. In a time when it would appear that there was no king in Israel and there was certainly no influence of a godly king, no, there is a king in heaven and he is fulfilling his purposes. And David is coming, that hmm. that king was coming. And then ultimately the the son of David, the Messiah is, is, uh, is on target, is, he, he will be here. If David made it, <laughs> in spite of the sin and all the stuff, the ultimate David and, and Messiah will come. You can take what you just said and apply it to today. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would appear in this oh, yeah. world today that God is not That's relevant. Right. It would appear that God does not exist. Look at the culture. Look at the society. But yet, who's coming? Yeah. Who's the one that we can look to? Christ is going to return. That's right. He is sovereign. And what you just said for Old Testament truth of Ruth, is exact same for us today. Right. And we need to trust and know that, yes, he is there. He yeah. is powerful. He is sovereign. All the characters and attributes that you see of the Old Testament God is still the yeah. God today. And even in a time of judges where even some of the judges were questionable, <laughs> yet here comes a Boaz. Like, where did he <laughs> come from? So even in the darkness of our day, there are, you know, God's people are faithful. They're mm-hmm. faithful to the word, like Boaz was faithful. Ruth, the godliness of her heart, the, 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 her conversion story, mm. lives are being changed. Uh, Ruth's life was changed. And um, so, yes, in the midst of darkness and sin and rebellion, there are happy endings. <laughs> there, there, there are good stories that can be told, even in our day and age. And the redemption of Naomi, mm-hmm. of her cycles right. of, of up and down and 
bitterness to then looking yeah. to who God is and trusting in him. Yeah. So it's a, I think it's a very strong message to look, trust me is saying the Lord, just trust me. I've got this covered and it might be painful and you may not know what the weaving will look like, mm. but ultimately you, you are, because I'm not doing, there are no emergencies in heaven. I'm not, uh, you know, biting my fingernails up there in, in heaven. Now I am fulfilling my plan and my purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, Bible prophecy, by the way, is key for that. If, if you just look back at all the prophecies related to the Christ's first coming, mm. Uh, the things that are foretold, uh, even anticipated, I think, in the book of Ruth, and fulfilled perfectly, 100%. Well, why would he not also perfectly fulfill those prophecies regarding the second coming? Well, of course he will. So mm-hmm. we are called to live faithfully, like a Boaz, like Ruth, just live faithfully um, uh, to, to, the, to the Word of God and honor Him and... Um, he truly will cause all things to work together for good for, to those who love him and are called according to his we're, we're living in Bible times. I try to tell the students that as often as I can. What what do you mean we're by part that? of an exciting. What is Bible times to well, you? Bible times is not, this is an cl- open and shut uh-huh. narrative that we don't fit in, and it's just a bunch of outdated words. There mm-hmm. are things that have yet to be fulfilled. We're mm-hmm. in between the comings of Christ. We're in this Holy Spirit era. We are a part of, of what God is doing. This is Bible times. And I appreciate the way this sermon series ended on Fourth of July weekend as well, because it's you can lose the understanding of like we've been through mayhem and chaos before Mm -hmm. and people have time and time again been like this must be it the beginning (laughs) of the end you know (laughs) it hasn't been uh and especially in today's day and age i i had a hunch this would be a heavily politicized fourth of july everybody's you know starting to say oh we're not free anymore oh you know patriotism's on a downward decline in this country, by the way, especially people my age and younger. And so it's sad to think through that, but then be humbled by the the wars and conflict that have happened, but God has been sovereign over those things. And it's it, it was cool to be able to celebrate things like this country's freedom this weekend, thinking about a massive God, and then just being reminded of what being free in Christ actually is, and what yeah. He set us free from, mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah. It's just such a a reminder of that. Yes, we should cherish and appreciate our own country, but... By the way, I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Lisa and I watched the Capitol Fourth, mm. uh, Fourth of July thing. I don't know when the last time was we ever did that, huh. but from start to finish. And I found it remarkable that there was, it was some really solid patriotism. Hmm. Uh, a lot of country western uh, music in there, which is interesting, <laughs> but really solid stuff. But so many of the old songs, God Bless America, you know, the different old songs of our country that are not being sung, I'm sure, by mm-hmm. you today, that had such a strong perspective of, of God in there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I was, I was glad they sang those songs because it was a reminder yeah. that there was... A, um, mm-hmm. There was a a sense of God working from the founding mm-hmm. of our fathers to on throughout throughout time. Yeah, that there that that, mm-hmm. that God is sovereign and there is a fulfillment of some things and 
I thought that was encouraging. And we did use some quotes in the service. Yes. So again, mm-hmm. un, not just unpacking the sermon, but unpacking the service as a whole. Mm-hmm. Looking at some of those, what you consider to be founding fathers, yes, they might be a little more obscure than you use George Washington's quote. Mm-hmm. But these are people who were sovereignly placed in that specific time, in that specific moment in time in this country who were believers and who had a faith and who knew who God was, who were used by God to create, help create this country. Mm-hmm. And it's funny for me, the older I get, the more of a pacifist I get as well, too. Just, <laughs> you know, recognizing who God is and mm-hmm. understanding his sovereignty makes me then care less about government. Not that mm-hmm. I don't care. But I, I'm happy and excited your, your that I live here. Changes the bit, perspective changes a little bit. perspective changes. As a citizen of heaven. Yes. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go out there yeah. and fight to I'm dead to, to get a law changed. I'm going to yeah. work mm-hmm. with the people who I'm with and next to. To get to, a heart changed. Yeah, to get the heart changed. Mm-hmm. And so it's just having that perspective is helpful, but putting it in context of the 4th of July. Right. And knowing that, yes, we do live in this world today in America, which is a quote-unquote free country that mm-hmm. allows us these freedoms to have church and to mm-hmm. have these open conversations is the Lord's hand, yeah. you know, and it's you, great. You go back to the, the that story of Ruth and Boaz and Naomi, even in the times of the judges, which is the context, and this area, uh, Bethlehem and Judah, and I mean, it's no different. They're probably no different than any other place in hmm. in Israel at that time. Um, where lawlessness rang, the, the, the law was forgotten, people were living rebelliously, and yet they still recognized Ruth and her, the, the, the qualities, uh, the, the biblical qualities of love, devotion to her, her mother-in-law, and that she had come under the, the protection of the wings of Jehovah. Mm. And, <laughs> and people looked at that probably and admired that. Boaz had a reputation. He wasn't out there... Uh, um, you know, a bad dude, and uh, you know he was a godly, pristine character of, and he was a mighty man of renown, a mighty man of valor. He was so even in today's culture, um, if we are um, living out the life of Jesus in our life, um, people will take notice. And mm-hmm. yeah, there will probably always be people who will hate that. Mm. They hate light because they're so in darkness. But there's plenty of people who will look at that and admire that and say, I want, to, I want, I want that. Mm. So even in this story of, uh, of Ruth, I think those qualities of godly character um, sh- shone and in, in their lives, and people noticed it. Yeah. That's probably why the, in chapter 4, the, the nearest relative, and I, I, brought, I mentioned this, I believe, but the nearest relative who could have redeemed mm-hmm. Naomi and Ruth chose not to, uh, and, and he remains unnamed. Um, <laughs> and there, there's a reason for that. I mm. think it's, it's like um, God is almost, I, I don't, it's almost like God was saying, it's not going to be through you. That's right, and and you have rejected mm. your role mm. in 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 really violation of your obligations from the for the scriptures, mm. and you mm. will for all eternity be re- remain nameless. <laughs> um, and I think there's a play on this these words this this idea of uh, 
of raising up a name. Um, you know, Boaz talks about that. Or are you going to raise up a name in the de- in the dead relative? Um, the name, the name, raising up the name. Uh, he said, no, I'm not going to. Well, you're going to be re- remain unnamed then. Hmm. And there's this uh, <laughs> uh, interesting yeah. little play that's going on there. Um, so talking about culture, every now and then, Caleb, you and I might, we might have conversations where people come to the list. I wish Mark mentioned these things. I wish mm-hmm. he brought this out. Mm-hmm. I got one of those. So it's not, it's, it's basically a question. Let me interpret their statement into a question. And it's speaking of the culture of the time of the book of Ruth and the, the kinsman redeemer concept. And when you're reading the passage of, you know, you've got to get the land, you've got to get all these other things from Elimelech and the deceased people, yada, yada. And then, oh, by the way, Ruth, you get to acquire her. And, and so there's this idea of the role of women and especially how women's rights over time and where we are in a culture today and the church today, what does that look like and how, does, how do we look at this biblically of God's terms of the role of woman in that day and age? And when you just read the text, you're acquiring Ruth. There's this almost property-like acquisition. And so how do you reconcile that with what God's view of woman is as a whole, um, obviously mm-hmm. not property, Mm-hmm. But going in line with the law and the kinsman redeemer concept, is that something you can unpack a little well, bit more? Possibly. Um, I, I think we, you can look at this Old Testament, this story, and this whole concept of the—it's the Leveret marriage law and and the requirement. What God was doing, I think, in that is uh, honoring women and protecting women mm-hmm. um, to 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 not put those laws in. To, to, to not even include that in the Mosaic law, would have left people like Naomi and Ruth. Destitute. Destitute. Yeah. Uh, f- hopelessly, hmm. uh, they would not have survived. I don't think they would have survived. And um, so God values the, the, the worth of people is um, unquestioned because we're created in the image of God. And so even in this culture, which is clearly a very patriarchal uh, patriarch, uh, mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. Uh, you, you see God valuing the lives of Naomi and Ruth uh, because of this built-in law of the Leveret marriage. So almost which, overlaying God's rules and laws with the, the sinful society of sure. a patriarchal society of God made it, was making allowances. trying mm-hmm. to dominate That's women. Right. God is doing his way to Which is correct. why Ruth had the right... In chapter three, to put the marriage proposal out there, hmm. what what Ruth is doing is saying, based on God's word and the law, I'm inviting you to be my husband. <laughs> she is calling upon because she's got the backing and the authority of God in the scriptures to do that. And so, without that protection, without that the, the scriptures, um, she wouldn't have had a right to do that, and would have been destitute. So. Um, the other thing is that it's just the very nature of the book named Ruth mm. and the, the players and, and Naomi mm. um, <clears throat> is a, um, and, that, and that she was a Moabitess. I mean, the, in God's estimation, it didn't matter that she was a Moabite. Mm. It didn't matter that she came from that ba- pagan background. Um, she was valued by God. And when she put her trust in Jehovah, um, man, did Jehovah ever work for her? Mm. She had come to to um, 
find refuge, it says in, in chapter 2, under the wings of the God of Israel. And for anyone who, who, who uh, is willing to, to find their sustenance, their refuge, their protection um, under the wings of Jehovah, um, hmm. Romans chapter eight thirty one. If he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? And who can separate us from the love of God? Um, so the, that shows the value of women. It, it it doesn't certainly speak to the roles of women. And no, that, not and that's roles. All, yeah. all, all different. But the, but in terms of the in in value the, the intrinsic value and worth of people. Um, it, it should never be questioned in yep. the Bible. Mm-hmm. If you question it based on well of roles, well, you're, you then that that's that's your fault. Well, it's also important to understand society and where people are without God and yeah. without His perspective of leaving it to our own devices. That there is going to be this domineering. There will and always be oppression, backwards that's right. role mm-hmm. of injustices. That that's are going what on. sin does. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, mm-hmm. uh, Peter, uh, you know. Uh, Peter talks about that in First Peter um, chapter four, where he uses um, 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 three uh, end of chapter two, where he talks about Jesus who um, suffered, um, was reviled, but did not revile in return, uh, while being threatened and, and and suffering, he uttered no threats. He kept entrusting himself to him who judges right, righteously. And it says in verse 21, um, he has left us an example then for us to follow in his footsteps. Um, just that entrusting, Jesus entrusted himself to the Father in spite of the injustices mm-hmm. and the oppression. Then it goes on, the very next phrase is, and in the same way, you wives. Mm. So mm. this is how you are mm. to act. And there, there, are, mm. there are injustices in the world. There are oppression. That's that's Paul fallen world. Mm-hmm. Same way you husbands, you need to you know do this. So in spite of mm. the that whole uh, thing, um, our hope is ultimately in Him. If our hope is in rectifying the injustices and the oppression of the world, good, good luck, luck right. because mm-hmm. it yeah. ain't going to happen. Right. Yeah. And and you will you will be frustrated and angered and embittered. And I'm sure going back to Naomi, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. We don't, I, I, we don't know, and I don't. I I was careful not to read into that too much. Uh, could Naomi have been embittered because she was forced to leave mm. the land of blessing with Elimelech, who mm. stepped out of the will of God? She might have said all along, "That was one my was my idea, <laughs> but here I am, God. Why why am I stuck with the best mm. that my husband has made?" Mm. And it embittered her. Where was her focus? It was on herself, on sin, on yeah. the on the oppression, on the uh, she was b- dealt the bad hand. Mm-hmm. Well, again, the message of the book of Ruth is, all right, trust me, trust me, and even if you're dealt a bad hand, blessings will come. And God can overpower despite whatever cultural social systems Absolutely. there. And, and another misconception I've heard a lot is is not specifically to the women as property passage that we talked about, but a lot of people think the Bible condones slavery. I've heard that brought up before. Oh, the the religious thing, the oppression, and the slavery. Never has has God or His Word once ever condoned slavery. Mm. In fact, many Christian leaders fought the fight against slavery in, in these times. Uh, but the Bible mentions it as a cultural fact. 
mm-hmm. of the time, the the structure and system of the time post fall, by the way, and any to to say God is condoning it would be a, tr- a twisting of Scripture. Right. But but to say He's going to work through it mm-hmm. is proof of right. of what He's ultimately doing. That's why solid exegesis, mm-hmm. hermeneutical principles coming to the Word, uh, where we have the same thing being said about um, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Is it, we're oh well Jesus didn't really say much about it and and, and they're reworking that and and, and uh, you know Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because they lacked hospitality, uh, so the, the opposite happens too. Mm-hmm. We want to we want to excuse certain sins and we want to make sure mm-hmm. uh, fire and brimstone come down on other sins that we mm-hmm. that 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 um, so again God worked. In spite of the days of the judges, in spite of all the mess and all the sin that is there, what he's trying to communicate to us is, in spite of that, he is fulfilling his purposes and his promises. We may not like it. We wish mm-hmm. he would change this, and and it doesn't mean that. I mean, Boaz stayed true to the word. He went to the gate. He confronted the mm-hmm. the person. He called them to do what was right. They didn't do it. We, we are still to call people to do what is right, mm. mm-hmm. to, to fulfill uh, biblical obligations that, that mm. are in line with truth. But guess what? It didn't happen. Mm. And this guy walked away. Um, but God's plan was he raised up Boaz. So, um, mm. yeah, living in a fallen world can be very frustrating. We can, we can be very... People, I, I can understand why people can be angered and embittered and... And experience the, the the hurt that Naomi had experienced, mm-hmm. um, or the desire Paul experienced to just depart to be with Jesus. That's right. But, but it's the awareness. But it's the awareness <laughs> of the task at hand. Yeah, you know, and, and knowing that okay, God has a purpose. If we lose sight of that, mm-hmm. then push the panic button because that's right. all we have left. Right. We we just we we, we might as well f- pick up <laughs> arms and fight and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Begin a rebellion, and and uh, of course that's kind of what our founding fathers did. But we try to make a system that works a little bit better for us. That's right. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's all yeah. all we can hope to mm-hmm. accomplish yeah. in this life. Well, pulling it full circle, I mean, of where we started our conversation, coming back to kinsman redeemer and mm-hmm. pointing to Christ. I love your kind of four points of of the Boaz and the type and the type of Christ, and he's not the only one in the Old Testament I know, but like looking at him, yeah, and then the four points that you brought up like did he fit this requirement and did christ it's such a great reminder of the hope that you're talking right. about of knowing that yes and the christ purposeful design yeah. that god had mm-hmm. uh, for that that's where our hope is our hope is that in a god who is has purposely designed in his providential care uh his plan uh for his ultimate glory and good and he's bringing that to its consummated end um we're just called to be faithful in the midst of it, to be obedient as Boaz and Ruth were, to find our refuge under his wings in spite of living in the day of, of judges that are similar in our day and age. Um, uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. And um, I just ref- just briefly mention this, um, is how in Matthew's genealogy account, he inclu- he kind of as he's writing that genealogy of Jesus he puts in that Tamar and Judah story yep. 
Yep. He put in, um, uh, and I, I think just on one of the surfaces, I mentioned Rahab. And in Matthew chapter one, in that genealogy, mm-hmm. it says that Boaz was from that union of Rahab and, and his father. Now, it's possible, there's gaps in the genealogy, so it could have been her, his grandmother or something. Mm-hmm. But Rahab, who was the harlot in Jericho, it factors into that genealogy yep. plan. It, it, she, by the way, she factors into the Hebrews Hall of Faith, Rahab. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was Ruth. And so it's... Look to how God is orchestrating man, male and female. That's right. Leaders and uh, you know examples yeah. and models. Yep. And who would have thought that a, a little book of Ruth would be thrown into the Old Testament when it was written? That's you know, right. The, what you're going to tell a story about a girl named Ruth? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I, 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 it makes me think that maybe one of the reasons why Boaz had such kindness and and um, care for Ruth, a foreigner, was that his own mother, probably grandmother, was mm. that Rahab. I'm sure that had mm. left an impression on him. Mm. Uh, people can be so cruel and can so mean, and we can be so um, um, territorial, mm-hmm. uh, so divisive, judgmental, judgmental about. Uh, you know that culture of those people or they're not like me type of thing Boaz was so uh it, that's what led um mm. i think eventually his his um love of Ruth and elevating her to that position probably led the whole community to mm. finally say Ruth is better than seven sons mm. you know it was so. Yeah, I think you see that in the life of Jesus, um, his love of of diversity of people, uh, the role of women, um, uh, Gentiles in there. I mean, you you just see sinners, and, and, tax collectors. That's right. Yeah, and, and Luke brings that out in his gospel so so beautifully too. Uh, it says a lot about the character of God and what you know. Who am I hmm. to to judge another person of how of their value in the eyes of God, uh, we, we can't do that. Yeah. What they need is ultimately come under the wings of and find their refuge under the wings of Jehovah. And everybody needs that, no matter where they're from, no matter you know. We got all these immigrants coming in from the southern border. Well, I wish they would close the southern border as a sovereign nation. But mm-hmm. guess what? They're not doing it right now. Mm-hmm. But that does mean that there are live souls mm. who need to know Jesus. And the evangelical church ought to be about the business of planting a lot of Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. churches to lead mm-hmm. people to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what we ought to be focusing on mm-hmm. uh, because they have value and worth in the eyes of God. The, I, I don't, for the life of me, can't understand how Christians can support uh, politicians who uh, advocate the killing of unborn babies. Mm. That those are precious lives created in the image of God. What are we doing? Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's we're we're not thinking biblically. Mm. So again, there's so many lessons from the Book of Ruth that mm-hmm. uh, they're more maybe secondary, mm-hmm. uh, applicational. I think the main one again is this whole thing of God's unfolding plan, His providential care yeah. of working out, and we can trust Him. Know God, trust Him. That's it. Mm. That's it. That's the bottom line. It's good. Mark, what can we point people towards before we get out of yeah. here? 
So this Sunday night is a baptism service. We've been talking about it, promoting it the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. And just, again, I encourage you to, to come if you're there in, in town because you can be encouraged by the stories of the lives of people who God has changed their lives and, and hear the redemption plan of what God is doing in, in the lives of people here at the church. Page on the website that not many people know about. If you go to fbcva.org slash events dash and dash activity. So events and activities. Um, that's where you get a good list of the things coming up. So that'll be a good catch-all. Um, you're probably not going to find it if you are typing. But it's, it's, there's multiple ways you can find events and activities, and there's a landing page that shows you all those things because there's uh, plenty of things coming up. So and next week, uh, for the next four weeks, uh, Tim Sanford, our mm-hmm. newest staff member here, pastor of discipleship here, is going to be in the pulpit. Um, we begin a series um, that covers those four weeks and then in August five weeks where we're going to talk a little bit about our core values uh what things really matter Mm. question mark I mean what things matter Mm. and um so Tim is going to begin that uh, and do a four-week um um, sermon series and then we'll pick up with the core values in August it's great it's all one big sermon series what matters most you know see what matters Mm. most to God and to us and how we should think properly and then as a church Right. Yeah, you values. know, and, and then we're going to continue on with the Book of Acts, Good. a new study, because those things that matter most, uh, you see it lived out in the life mm-hmm. of the early church, Neat. and so we'll have fun uh, in a study of Acts. It's going to be fun. We'll have yeah. Tim on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll miss Mark, too. We'll miss you know? Mark. But uh, really excited for Tim. Do we, we, we had a chance to, Tim, to, to team Tim together with his son, Ben? Have them go at it here in in the sermon spotlight. I'm just still thinking about the phrase "team Tim together," but yeah, we could probably have them on. Uh, thank you to our viewers and listeners. You can find us everywhere. Type in "sermon spotlight" on your favorite podcast platform. We pop right up. Otherwise, fbcva.org is where you can find us. The fact of the matter, everybody's at sermons and not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Till next week, much love. God bless.